This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, Pete here. The following is the Twitter spaces recorded after the replay uh, that we lost 3-0 away at St. Mary's. Uh, It wasn't televised, so very, very few people were able to actually see the game. So a massive thank you to Pete Fincham and Dr. Dickie Sutton and everybody who uh, let us know who was there, what went on, how it went on. Obviously, as ever, it's it's emotional because uh, it's not been a great week, but this is the place for everybody's views, positive, negative, or anywhere in between. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Look out, takes, Almunia saves, knock out, follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini! I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Well, good afternoon. Good afternoon. That's a start, isn't it? Start as you mean to go. Well, good evening, everybody. Well, you, like us, may not know too much about that game. So obviously, what anybody who was trying to find a, a feed or a view from it would have been finding that extremely hard. So anybody who was at the game tonight and can fill in the blanks of the reports have not been great, obviously, and that's by the end of the game. It sounds like it could have basically been 5-0 by that particular point. One person I do know who was at the game, and the whole idea was that let's just open this up for half an hour or so and find out from people who were there, how was it in the ground, how did things appear? And thankfully... Pete Fincham, sir, was at was at the game tonight. Pete, sir, what 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 were your thoughts on that? Because following the the commentary, etc., obviously doesn't quite give a as good a picture as somebody who's there and observing everything. My thoughts were that I should have followed my instincts and not gone because it was an utter shit show. Conditions, it's absolutely hammering down wise here on the beautiful South Coast, but obviously this is the wrong side of the South Coast, being a an hour twenty five year resident of Portsmouth. Yep. Pseudo enemy territory, but I've always found it a lovely place. People are very inviting. I trotted along uh, today and I genuinely thought that we'd put up a, a reasonable effort. But once the conditions started to take over a little bit and the game became a bit of a first half lottery, it was it, the ball was holding up an awful lot and they're quicker than us. Mm-hmm. They wanted it more than us. They could pass the ball better than us. Um, and I thought, okay, well, the conditions might be a level. And no, it just, what happened was the men became the men and the boys just basically took their toys home. There was, it was a really, it was a lamentable performance. Backman actually in the first half made some very good saves, a couple notably with his feet, but he took a knock to his head and went off after the second goal because of that. And so let's be kind to him tonight because actually cool. the conditions were difficult and he came out of it far better than, than many of the others. The substitutions were wholly ineffective. We just, uh, I think Martins always wanted to be taken off. Espria was on the far side of the ground. I, I just can't remember him doing a thing. The Just the defence, you'll see on the highlights, the goals were, they were just carved us open time and time again. We lost the ball, we didn't track back, they scored. The third in particular was an, it was horrific. And I just think the season finished tonight because this squad isn't good enough 
this team is not good enough. And it's a really sad indictment that we are where we are right now after such a bit of hope. We clearly miss Kayembe. And actually tonight we missed anyone who wasn't playing because they can't have done any worse than that. It was dreadful. Ouch, ouch. Obviously, you're, you've got along, and it'd be great to hear from anybody else who was there as well. The the team that we actually fielded, I think, was probably stronger than a lot of people, myself included, expected. And we expected to see a smattering of, or, or a goodly smattering of maybe under-21s to be putting out because of the squad that we have in terms of the first-team squad. It's extremely threadbare, but it was it was a shuffle, but of the same pack. No no new cards were really bought in, other than the young lad who came in, presumably for the experience of a match day, etc. on the bench. So there was there was one player, sorry, his, his name escapes me for the moment. But was that a surprise to you that, that there weren't more more young players on show? Yes and no. I, I'm not entirely sure of what quality we've got to draw on, given that the bigger clubs tend to snap up the more quality players. I, I guess I'm disappointed that we would carry on with some players who clearly weren't up for it, as opposed to blooding some more younger potential. But I, I have to wonder out loud what there is. I'm not the guy who was whose name I think I'll never learn to pronounce. Who was on the bench? He's an under eighteen. <laughs> Toby Adeyemo. No, the one who was on the bench tonight. Oh right, uh, sorry. N W B Z. I don't know, but he didn't even make the very. They put it this way: the way Southampton treated this game, they sold the program for two quid, and it was about ten pages long. It was like something from the auto windscreens. And they didn't even put either of their Armstrongs on until very late in the game. They weren't taking this in the same first-team seriousness as us. And they mauled us. They absolutely mauled us. And so, yeah, I wish we had the Ryan Porteous who plays for Scotland, not the Ryan Porteous who plays for Watford. I didn't really see what Sierra Alter added in the centre of the park when Dele Bashiru could have gone in there. It, it was just, it was all so limp. And it was like, oh, it's raining, old bless them we've had a nice night in a hotel they were they were up at uh, the usual hotel locally it's, it's a lovely place to be they get treated so well these players they get treated so well it was just a such a shame they couldn't be asked because there was i don't know how many there was 12 17 000 in the ground i think there was probably about a thousand watford most of whom will probably be traveling home now going why do i bother and as I said a couple of seasons ago, when people were going, oh, think of the fans who've done that long journey to Burnley or wherever it was. Yeah. I said at the time, well, they knew what they were letting themselves in for. And, and like tonight, we've only got ourselves to blame. But it's a very disappointing few weeks because I don't believe we tested the keeper tonight. We didn't test the keeper on Saturday. We didn't test the keeper last Wednesday. So in the space of a week, we've had three games and I can't recall a save of meaning that their keeper, that the opposition keepers made. And that is just not okay because we were through on goal a couple of occasions and opted to cut inside and then you're crowded out or then stop and look to cut, cross it again and there's no one in the centre and it's just cleared. I mean, I mean there was a real, some Chuckle Brothers moments tonight, genuinely. One right near the end where who cleared it on the edge of the area, it hit a spreer in their head, bounced away. Armstrong went to go. He fell over her. It was like, but it wasn't funny. It wasn't funny. It's really wrong that you can't find humour in that. But it was just so bad. It was like, ugh. Yes, indeed. Leicester will kill us on Saturday. Well, yeah, we we had the our, our chat with the opposition view and released it uh, ahead of this game because we didn't think that, that we were going to be fielding quite such a senior quite such a senior squad being involved no no disrespect to uh, uh, to anybody in saying that so it was like well okay we'll, we'll see how this goes and take it from there it's been it's been a, a, as you say an extremely disappointing what eight nine days that we've been dealing with everything from obviously the, there's always a disappointment in the transfer window when we don't do something. There's obviously all sorts of financial things that people won't necessarily know or appreciate, but from a supporter's point of view, seeing the squad being threadbare to say the least and not doing anything to strengthen it seemed odd. And that was just why I thought, wondered whether or not we were going to look at this game and box it clever and put it down to experience for the, uh, put it down for, for experience for the younger lads. 
even if there wasn't enough quality in there for that to actually really produce something, you look at it from a development standpoint and what would those players gain from it? So, for example, yeah. the question would be, for example, the young lad who who came on, who I'm gonna I'm gonna find, I posted a thing up of him earlier. I'm gonna stop calling him young lad and actually treat the individual by his name. Let me stop being quite so disrespectful. But instead of bringing him on, Amin Nabizada, we brought on Tom Ince for about a minute and a half. And you go, why would you do I'm that? Why you. wouldn't? Oh, sorry, mate. Can you hear me? Hello. Hello. I, I don't know if we've lost Pete there. Let me know, Justin. If you're listening in, let me know. Sometimes Twitter does a funny thing. Let's take, let's take, remove Pete from there. Never mind. Well, anybody else who wants to come in, do let us know. Let me see if I can add in Ron, if it's if it is hearing everybody. Ron wants to have his say. Yep, absolutely. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Justin said, can't hear Pete. I'm Pete. And he put Fincham there. Sorry, Pete, we, uh, we lost you. We'll try and bring you in just a minute. Ron from Florida. Good evening, Peter. Good evening. Are you travelling or are you static today? I'm static, yeah. <laughs> For the moment. Yeah, yes, in, in terms of travelling rather than everything else. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know. I couldn't find anything being shown worldwide anywhere. Anywhere. So I presume you've listened in like uh, like everybody remote in the UK or or abroad. No, there was no no video here. And, yeah. Um, I turned on Hive Live, and when I heard the not so dulcet tones of Richard Walker, I immediately turned it off. So that's the line in the sand for me. Oh, right. Um, right. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> nice to know where these lines and the sand all is in Florida. That's good. So, so it's very serious now, Peter. This is three games without a goal. And Ishmael can go with Pozzo, actually. I'm going to say it. And he can go with him because he's either so stupid that he thought this small squad would suffice and be good enough, or he's a complete and utter sycophant to the owner refusing to tell the truth. And it's not a question of putting selling, putting his players under the bus. He could easily say, I'm very happy with my players. Unfortunately, they're being pushed to the limit because there aren't enough of them. And you'd have to ask the owner about that. There are many ways of saying that, but he's refusing to say it. The owner is despicable. And again, I will say, why are the Watford supporters' trust neutered? And I have spoken to them about it. I have spoken to them. I've spoken to Steve Temple in the past about it. Oh, right. They don't want to go public calling for the owner to leave. They don't want to, and they haven't done so. The 1881 bought off with a bunker. Why aren't they publicly asking for the owner to leave? Well, in order for... And I understand what you're saying, right? Because obviously it's been a, it's been a difficult week. It's been a disappointing week. But is their opinion that the owner should leave, despite everything that you feel that he should. Believe it or not, everybody will obviously concur with your opinion. When you've spoken to Steve, or if you've ever spoken to, to, to Roy, for example, have they turned around and said, we agree with you, but we're not going to because? No, they haven't agreed. You're right. Yeah. No, so, they haven't. Which, but, I, but I'm astonished because at what point do, 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 at what point do they wake up? Because... It's a disaster with this owner. At least the, the supporters of Newcastle, Reading, Sheffield Wednesday, they have the guts to speak out Birmingham in the past. But why are Watford supporters happy to see this? What are they happy about with this owner? That the club exists? The club has existed for over 100 okay. years. No, it's that's the last, a... Um, club in the top two divisions to go out of business. No, it's a fantastic question to ask. As you say, we've been in... We've been in business for, for over 100 years. We've obviously been at Watford for uh, at uh, Vicarage Road for 100 years. And I think the thing that I'm going to try and play devil's advocate to your point here, because I'm notwithstanding that the last three to four years have been disappointing. We have called that out. We have done a number of things to try to increase the communication to the top, the management of the club from supporters, not from us, from supporters in general, because we feel that good communication is key to that. However, what are they looking at? They're also looking at an ownership that, other than Elton John, has never had this level of success. And I appreciate we are going back. Everybody who's listening to this going, yeah, but we're not there now. I get that. However, you have to be appreciative of the past as well, the whole of his tenure. Is it good now? No. Do we think the, the owner has lost uh, a bit of interest? 
well, judging by the last couple of transfer windows, shall we say, and possibly more, you would say, well, there's there's either a, a lack of of resources financially, or potentially a lack of a lack of interest. There may well be. So that position might change. But what they would say is out of all of the owners that the club have had, including obviously, and I appreciate that everybody always throws the Bassini name out because as, as a comparison, but including everybody, not just Bassini, all of the previous owners, other than Elton John, nobody has replicated the level of success that they have had. The point is about the debt. The point is about how much debt have we got and how crippling is that and how much is that holding us back now. So I think depending on obviously when you spoke to Steve, depending on when or if you spoke to to Roy or anybody about this, the mood will change obviously after these most recent three games. It's been a dirge. It's been disappointing. It's been more than disappointing. You throw the transfer window into the middle of it as well. Yes, as a supporter, it tastes awful in the mouth. However, I doubt very much if you've spoken to Steve in the last three games and therefore he's not going to look at three games and say well therefore I need to change it needs to go over a longer term view of that and also I do know that the the uh, for, for example the trust have been highly involved in the issues surrounding for example the stewarding that we've discussed now I appreciate that's not the point that we're talking here the point is they don't tend to fly over the on the radar, they tend to do things in a rather more understated fashion. In this particular instance, I've had a view of it, which which helps. So I think they are doing things, but I think the, the question is, are these people simply not agreeing with you or the message that you are asking them to say, and also that you are quite alarmed that nobody is saying what you're saying in these positions, or do they think different things? Well, going back to your point about Having the, being the most successful owner since Elton John. If a, re, if a good relationship becomes abusive, then you leave the relationship. You, you don't stay in a relationship that becomes abusive. And this relationship is now abusive. So that's my counterpoint to that. That's an interesting, and, that's an interesting <laughs> choice of words. How would you describe it as abusive? How does the abuse, presumably from the owner or the management, how does that manifest itself? Well, I think there's a good, very good question. I think there's untruths said. There's untruths said. I think there's very peculiar dealings going on, let's put it like that. I think the Chak Fatadze signing for money when he was on loan until the end of the season has not pulled up any trees whatsoever with the option to buy there at the end of the season. For some reason, he was bought in this window and we didn't bring anyone else in. I consider that abusive, actually. And there's where we'll that there's where we'll split apart in terms of opinion. Is that because abusive is a strong word in many kind of instances, especially when you're talking about it in a relationship kind of basis? Because you, we also do have to look at, and I'm not sitting here by the way. I'm, I took the piss out of Gino Pozzo to his face during the summer quite happily. And in fairness, he and Scott laughed them off. In fairness, they dealt with it. But questions were put by the audience and it was a an important kind of meeting to to be had. It wasn't a, it wasn't an easy thing to, to simply deal with for them. Hello again, everybody. Sorry about that. Sometimes at the moment, it seems that Twitter just shuts down on me. So that's that's a little bit frustrating. Let me just add Ron back in. Ron, sir, sorry, we were in mid-flow and it just shut down on me. My apologies. Oh, still, I, heard oh. some, I heard some creaking and then you disappear. <laughs> that would be my bones. I fell down the stairs earlier. It, <laughs> no. it's, it's my oh, birthday no. and I fell down the stairs. Trust me, there was nothing worth breaking. No, don't worry about it. It was uh, no alcohol was imbibed in order to do that. And uh, nothing but a, a large crater at the bottom of the stairs was the damage. So we're fine. Yeah, so it, I think as we were talking there, anybody who was listening on the previous one, we were talking about the nature of an abusive relationship emotionally abusive rather than physically abusive how about that that's i'll go with that i'll go with that but okay so if he was to non not be any further and let's just deal with this 
quickly because we're going to have to deal with a few a few quick ones here because uh, basically my battery's going to run out. So we want to do this and get across to everybody else who's there, which is Dr. Dickie Sutton. We need to get back to Pete because Twitter did his thing to him there. What does an owner have to do to not be considered emotionally abusive by in your world, in your definition? Does he have to do everything that, you, that satisfies you or is he allowed some level of margin of disagreement? No, I would like to see decisions that are quite obviously or intended to be in the best interests of the team. And I don't think signing Chuck Vadadze on loan was in the best interests of the team. I don't think giving Backman a five-year contract was in the best interests of the team and many other decisions of the past from him. I like that. I like that answer. In the best interests of the team, and I would suggest in the best interests of the club is what we want a manager and a director of the of the club is, well, legally bound by precedence to do that on behalf of a, of a club. And one of the reasons why we asked Gino why he wasn't actually a director. So there we go. There we go. Look, Ron, sir, I will allow you to change from your static position and get back to, to a more fluid form of movement, sir. Thank you for calling in as ever. Always a delight. To, uh, to chat to Ron. Let's get back to Pete because we were talking to Pete because he'd been at the club. Then we're going to come to Dickie. Then we're going to come to you, G, guys. Sorry about uh, dropping out earlier, but there we go. Peter, sir. Yeah, I'll, I'll be very quick because you're, you're falling down. Uh, being <laughs> your birthday probably deserves a little less negativity than this. Hey, hey, my dear friend, happy birthday to you. Wendover, that's how you sing. I'm just saying a fine a baritone. I, I think that's a bad, excellent. Bar- baritone, definitely. But I'm in the car with a Welshman, so we better not talk <laughs> singing. They're genetically compelled to start singing, aren't they? The um, fact that he didn't come in and add three-part harmony, I'm slightly disappointed at your Welsh comrade, but lovely to hear from him there you go go on in <laughs> yeah a, a notification from one of those ground hoppy app things that popped up at half time that 25 years ago today i was a, watching us lose at bradford and I, I got thrown out that day in the case of mistaken identity i had very short hair and i got thrown out for apparently being someone who looked like Jesus, um, who's an old man of the parish called Ian Lay. And anyone who knows Ian Lay knows I knew nothing like him. No. Anyway, we lost lost 2-0. And um, I remember that was a particularly desolate feeling. This is a different type of desolate because you could see that there was at least some character in that team that we were trying and it was just a bad day at the office. This, unfortunately, is, is, a, is a lot worse than that. I don't echo the previous caller's comments. It's not abusive. It's selfish. There is clearly trouble at the top. The fact that these American talks have now failed is a travesty. We will still be here and, and we'll fight again. But it's not going to be the strength of feeling of the supporter base that changes the owner. It's going to be a compelling financial offer and nothing else. So all the emotion, all the pay begging people to wave flags or have discontent. It's not going to make a blind bit of difference. It didn't last season. It won't this season. And the best thing as a support base we can do, unify, still be there and um, show our support for the players that try and make it very clear when players don't that there are consequences. And that is we boo you. Um, we don't like you very much. And on occasions we won't go. But I don't see how you're going to remove Gino Pozzo without anything other than something with a pound sign. And it's not also going to be revenue coming through the turnstiles because that's not real the sort of money that makes this man tick. The money that makes him van tick is the television money from the Premier League or an offer to buy him out. We're not going to the Premier League, so we need to find another offer. Very good. Very good, sir. Thank you ever so much, and especially, obviously, for the singing, but also for the fact that, yes, it's it's worrying, it's concerning. Is it emotional abuse? Everybody will have a different range as to how they receive this stuff, but something not being not feeling quite right is where we are. Ron reacts to it very strongly. Others react to it in, in a more, I don't know, uh, you could call it tempered, some would call tepid reaction because we all deal with things differently. The the, the one thing I think that, that we can see is it's been a really difficult week and we've got a very difficult week ahead. We've got Leicester and, I, and shortly after we've also got Norwich who it ain't going to be easy. It ain't going to be easy. Justin, sir, you're with us, I believe. I am, yes. Oh, um, thank you. Yes, it's just because every year, right, you're not a man to make a fuss, Peter. You, you always try and make your birthday go under the radar. Last year, we went to watch Watford play Arsenal win the Youth Cup, I think. On yes, your we did. We did. 
and and again it was like oh is it your birthday peter you never remind us so happy birthday peter and uh, yes just don't keep it quiet because then we can't all day we've been messaging each other and all the rest you didn't mention it once you mentioned falling down the stairs you mentioned all kinds of other things. Well, mention- I will tell you the tale. I will tell you the tale. I did tell Carl and Justin. I can't remember whether it got onto a podcast or not, but two years ago, my wife did say, on my birthday, well, we were going to get you the Watford hospitality tickets. And I went, oh, that looks nice. She said, but instead we got you this. And she basically handed me this two-slice toaster. You have never seen a face fall as, as, as badly as mine did. Do you know what I got today? Go on. I got a new four-slice toaster that replaces the old one because I moaned about it on the podcast. There you go. Who says nothing good doesn't come of podcasting? Oh, me. That's it, isn't it? Never mind. Well, listen, um, I I hope you had a good day apart from falling down the stairs, and we'll catch up with you on Saturday for the Leicester match, which... By the looks of things, could be a bit of a cricket school, but yeah, I'm ah. going to let you. I'm going to let you go, but don't let it go under the radar next year, Peter. We'll arrange some sort of night out or something. Ah, oh, humbug! I've had enough of them to worry oh. about. There we go. You are listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I find this illogical. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. (whistles) At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Anyway, I'm going to a man with advanced levels of, of medical training, Dr. Dickie Sutton, who the last thing he wants to talk to is somebody who's just fallen down the stairs. Well, no, it wasn't. It was a couple of hours ago. But I've done that before. I've fallen down before and insisted on watching the end of uh, it was Nottingham Forest versus Blackburn once, which I had no care about before I go to any. Dr. Dickie Sutton, sir, how well, are Peter, you doing? Peter, he's emergency medicine. He's exactly the person you need to be speaking to after oh, falling down the stairs. I'm fine. I'm fine. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll do a remote diagnosis. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you, so just get on with it fantastic excellent yes <laughs> pull yourself together dr dickie sutton on the basis of pull ourselves together look at that as a segue everybody it was almost bordering on uh, no not professional lunacy that was what it was bordering on oh dear how are you and what have you made of things this last week and of course tonight three nil at the saints could have been five could have been more uh, well i'm wet i'm miserable i'm glad i'm not driving back Thankfully, my good lady wife, Natalie, convinced me that we should stay a few days down here with some of her friends in the New Forest. So, Ah, well done. So if the rain stops, I'll have a nice game of golf tomorrow. In fact, actually, I'm so miserable that I'll probably play even if it's pissing down, to be perfectly honest. The only good thing about tonight was that I can tick off another ground that I've been to. So, So that was number 71 of the current 92. So, but other than that, as I think as Pete said earlier on, it, it was pretty woeful all round. But look, Southampton are a better team than us. They're on a massive unbeaten run. Their confidence is high. Did I expect us to win tonight? No. But I was actually, and actually, I was quite pleased with the first half because I think for 45 minutes, we matched them like we did for 70 minutes against Leicester in the league. But in the second half, we just simply looked totally exhausted. The team is just on its legs, on its last legs. The defending was comical. Porteous, Porteous has gone from a decent signing 12 months ago to an utter embarrassment, really. I, I just, I don't know what's happened to the guy. I really don't. But towards the end there, I mean, it was just getting ridiculous. Whoever you're playing, you can't just give up. That's completely unacceptable. And look, it's okay to lose a cup tie to something like their second goal. If you get to see that, that, that was that was a tremendous strike. But honestly, it, it was very poor. And I expected very little, and, and they didn't even get that that far. It was very disappointing. 
Ouch, ouch. As we have obviously laboured your medical expertise, the injury that or, or the knock that Backman took, if anybody didn't hear him at the start on the other one, we had to restart this. He, he said that actually, no, uh, of the evening, he's somebody who actually had at least some element of credit, etc. How bad did his, did his head knock look? Because he seemed to have gone off feeling the effects of it after the second goal well, went I, in. I actually thought he was going to go off pretty much straight away because it was clear he wasn't quite right afterwards. He, he was shaking his head and he was, I think he sat down for a short while when the ball was at the other end of the pitch. So I was amazed that he carried on. And then ultimately I was quite surprised he went off because I thought having carried on, football players never want to be taken off, do they? If they think they're either like rugby players, they think they can carry on, they think they're indestructible. But I thought he should have gone off yeah. when the incident occurred, to be perfectly honest. It was clear he wasn't quite right. But it's, but, but I think, look, he, he did play okay. He made a couple of decent saves and certainly not at fault for any of, any of the goals. Um, but look, it's, it's not often I agree with Uncle Ron, but we're paying the price for Ismail not wanting a decent-sized squad. And Ron said, look, we haven't scored in three games, but actually it, it's, it's five and a half games, five and a half games since we last scored from open play. Yeah, that's a little yeah. more at QPR. We've had a penalty, we had a free kick, but it, it, we're just looking bereft of ideas. And I think like selling Healy and not bringing in a box striker, it's clearly a mistake. And right now, if there's so much weight sitting on the shoulders of Emmanuel Dennis, who I really rate, actually. I'm really pleased he's back, but crikey, the guy needs to start pulling up trees to get us anywhere near the, the top 10, let alone the top six. It's been, it's, oh, me. Well, I've not been a great Pozzo out advocate, but it does feel like a time for change. It really does. But look, let, let me say one thing about Pozzo. People on Saturday mm-hmm. were, were trying to compare Pozzo to Bassini. Look, seriously, kids, don't do drugs. It messes with your brain. Like in a short time, Bassini owned the club. He forced the sale of any player that in that squad who was worth anything. Danny Graham, Will Buckley, Sordell went in the January window and he brought in like free transfer drops like Murphy in. Prince Bourbon. Do you remember him? him yep, uh, to be fair, he did buy John Nog did come in that summer as well. But like the inglorious end to his reign came when Casey Wareham, the FD at the time, had to lock the cash in the safe and refused to give him the bloody key. Honestly, Potso's a lot of things, not all of them great, of course. But Bassini, the guy's a weapons grade idiot. He's a fantasist, he's in a different league. He probably thinks the moon's made of cheese. I, I just <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, I think the, and, and as ever, I think the point sometimes gets away from the original point that, that was made. But because I think the point is, if you look at the debt versus our position in the league, and those are only two barometers and of criteria for the club. There, there have been improvements yeah. in the training ground, the, the stadium, et cetera, et cetera. But the two most, if, if you're going to take two binary measures, you're going to take debt, i.e. kind of sustainability or threats to sustainability, should we say, and also where we are. And therefore, Many people will look at the, the snapshot of where we are now. And my point is that football is a journey. It's not a destination because everybody moves up and down the leagues. Every single club has done it in their time, bar, bar those super clubs who are you know now looking for European super leagues and stuff, and they've just got more money than, than anything than anybody else put together. It's always been a roller coaster. And Watford certainly is because we have – still kind of out our natural position and, and the natural position prior to Graham Taylor coming in. It's We were a, a third and fourth tier club. We are no longer that. Our natural position is where we are. So that's, I think, why they looked at it. But what can we say? This man knows of what he speaks when he said, don't do drugs, kids. So there you go. Fine, fine advice. Fine advice, sir. I hope you have a great golfing uh, golfing day tomorrow. I hope the weather picks up for you most certainly. There's Dr. Dickie Sutton. Let's get on and quickly, guys. I'm going to have to get you added on because my phone is going to die. So I just want to get in. So we're just going to keep everybody literally just a couple of minutes, if that's okay. We're going to come to Ant, come to Charlie, and I'll try and read out as many of the things as I can before the uh, before my phone falls over and dies. Ant, sir, how you doing? Oh, oh look at this. Justin, it's a bit of Claire Grogan. Oh. Thank you very much. Enough of that, Ant. Right, come on. I ain't coming on yet. <laughs> when this ends, it's because my battery's falling off a bit. Oi, oi. Happy 
Happy birthday. Ah, uh, what can I say? Claire Grogan, second only in my affections to Debbie Harry, obviously. But there you go. That was another time, another decade, another generation. Thank you very much, Anne. That's my, that's very much appreciated. That's I quiet, don't mate. necessarily you have to fall really down. I'm just, some people, uh, birthdays, yeah, whatever. Went out for lunch with the family. That was enough torture. I'll do Where that. Where did you that's go? Fine. Where did you go, Never Pete? mind. Oh, uh, we went to the, the Miller and Carter, the uh, fridge mill, which was okay. It, it was all right. It was all right. I wouldn't write home about it. But then again, it was okay. But what can you do? The family were there. But other than that, it was fine. Never mind. What are you making of things? Because we haven't spoken to, to each other for, oh, a couple of weeks. And obviously, it's been a difficult couple of weeks. How are you feeling with everything? And then we're getting across to Charlie. I, about to tell, mate. I can't really be fathered at the minute. It's been all fucking awful. Since Christmas, it's been terrible. There's no urgency. There's no passion. There's no energy in the squad at all. And it's doing my nut. And before the transfer, we needed like three, four players just to like top up the team, just to like get some good bodies in. And we got rid of a few and got one in, Dennis, who's fucking as fit as my nan. So yeah, I'm not very happy, to be honest, and I can't be bothered with it at the minute. It's just absolutely shit shite. Today, I've only heard one person mention Batman yet, but from Twitter, I didn't see the match. But from Twitter, everyone's saying, oh, just he let a goblin and walked off. Well, we, we spoke to Pete, who was there, and we were just speaking to to, uh, to Dr. Dickie's son. And as he said, he was surprised. He took a knock in the first half, and he was really surprised that he actually even came carried on playing. I think I was listening to Three Counties Radio, and they did a fine job trying to make a dull game interesting, as radio tends to. And, and they said it was really odd, because if it had gone in as he was at halftime, they were surprised he'd either come out or that Hamer wasn't already gloved up, ready, almost ready to jump straight back on again. And I made that point because I was chatting to Pete on a, on a little group thing. And he said, no, 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 Hamer was warming up all half time. He was ready to come on. He just wasn't gloved up at that moment. He clearly wanted to try and play. So but by, by the reports that we have, yes, it was a weird and inexplicable thing because the guys on Three Counties Radio thought it, it, it felt really odd. But, but according to both Peter and to, and to Dickie, they understood what it was, what's going to happen on Twitter. Everybody who's not at the game is, is you hear one thing and then it grows and grows, which is social media, isn't it? Very true, very true. So very there we true. go. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, we ain't caught up. Transfers, I think, really disappointing. And like I say, since Christmas, we've not really gone, we've not really done anything, have we? No, it's it's been easily the most disappointing week of the season. Three three games where we failed to uh, score, as, as Dickie just said, five and a half games from open play. So it's it, yeah, no, it's very disappointing. It's very disappointing. Answer. Okay, I'm on seven percent battery, everybody. I'm going to give you to the six. The, go the far away. Investors are pulled out. Is that true? Is that where's that come from? I've I'd heard a rumor, but it is unsubstantiated, and we're trying to make sure that if kind of anything is there, that it, it's a if it's a rumor, we try to make sure that it's it, it's true before we put something okay. out. So we will wait and see. Obviously, there were there were things that happened last week or whenever it was, and we don't know if it if one. If it's happened and if it has, if it's linked to things that were, let's face it, there were announcements in the news. So who well, knows I've, at this I've, moment I've in time? I've not seen anything, so please post if you have seen. But before you let me go, just let me play you this quickly because we had a shit day. Oh, God. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that, everybody. There's Anne. <laughs> right, Charlie, on you come, sir. Go off, Livey. Look at Ant there. And thank you very much, sir. I do appreciate that. Charlie, mate, how you doing? Yeah, not bad. I don't quite know how to follow that. I'll keep it brief, Peter. No, we're on 7% still. We're okay. I'm going to I'm gonna give everybody battery monitoring. Right. It's good. Give me, good. Give me Go 2% on, of your life. Anyway. I will do. All I wanted to say is, to those of you that are now waking up, congratulations. I've been waiting for you. And I really want to get my head together with people that are perhaps more organised and able to put actions in. But something needs to be done, Peter. And if there's anyone out there who's good at arranging things, writing things up, I'll be fully behind them. Because now's a time where, although it's probably not going to be successful in getting rid of this bastard, and he is a bastard, Gino Pozzo, and sue me, Gino, if you're listening, at least we can say we've tried. Because at the moment, we've got too many passive fans who are more upset that flasks have been banned from the club, from the ground, sorry, than what's happening to our club. Because when Gino does sell up and go and retire on a beach somewhere, we're going to be left with what's, we're going to be supporting what's left. And as I said the other day, if you look further down the road as to what's coming in the summer, especially if 
this rumour is true that we now haven't got any investment lined up, then we are in Stuck. So I just want anyone who wants to DM me or anyone who wants to launch something with me, like I say, I'm not spraying a Britain by a long shot, but I'll be more than happy to speak out to get people on board. And Uncle Ron said about an abusive relationship, totally agree. And obviously not physical, but it's taken, it took 10 years for that bastard to sit down with people. And as I said to you in the summer, Peter, when we had a chat, he didn't yeah. say anything that was new to me. And with the greatest respect to you guys, because you can't force answers out of people, he just batted you away. He batted the fans away. And I think this a lesson has to be learned. And this isn't any subtle digs at anybody, but people need to realise that just because someone stands in the corner of a room with you and promises you a gold bar doesn't mean you're going to get a gold bar it means they're just telling you what you want to hear so they can get home back to their mansion so that's all i wanted to say we're in the shit we're in the shit i can't see us winning many more games this season i hope i'm wrong i love this club just as much as everybody else even the people that think that the glass is still half full and it's time that we unite we do something what we do i don't know but the first thing we need to do is stop giving that idiot our money. As you say, season tickets isn't the way forward, but maybe a mass walkout, maybe not buying stuff in the ground, maybe boycott buying shirts in the summer when the new shirts are launched. Everything and anything we can do, even writing an open letter to Elton John in the local paper. He, he made noises in the last summer he wants to get more involved with the club. I'm not saying he's going to come and buy the club back, but he's the most influential man we've still got around. Graham Taylor, if he was still here wouldn't be putting up with half the shit that's going on, especially off the pitch. On the pitch, obviously, he wouldn't have had much say. But the stuff that's been going on off the pitch with the stewarding, with the lies, with the lack of contact, with the lack of love and uh, from the board, respect from the board, it is an absolute mess. Anyway, that's probably 2% of your battery gone, so I'll stop now, mate. Thank you very much. <laughs> It's there or thereabouts. Well, there you go. Look, if you're listening and you want to be, you use the word passive. If we say, if you want to be more proactive in 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 voicing your opinions there, reach out to Charlie. If you want to you know, get things going, absolutely. Do, go and do whatever you fit. It's not us. It's not for us to tell you what to do. The one thing I will say, just in, in reference, obviously, to Paul Atchigino, there's, there's, there's still this suggestion that, oh, he told you what you wanted to hear. He didn't. He didn't tell us what we wanted to hear. We were all sat there absolutely fucking aghast that, that he actually didn't make any effort to do it. It was, no, I'm right. I've just got it wrong 20 times. It was odd in that respect. Unfortunately, what happened with the whole thing was we didn't, we weren't able to get it out on audio. And with the best will in the world, the print of everything in the Watford Observer as opposed to the audio, and Andrew never wanted the audio taken away, by the way. Andrew French never wanted the audio uh, taken away. We wanted the Watford Observer website to carry the audio. You would have heard the questions, how they were asked, how they were put across, and also how well, they were me- Let me me rephrase that, Peter, then, because maybe I've been a bit unfair with with what I said. I think he batted away the questions that were asked, and let's say that some people, and again, I'm not digging anyone out, but some people may have been... No, no, no. Some people may have been told things in the corner of the room that they've then, in in good faith, gone and said, this is what I was told when the official Q&A had finished, and X, Y, and Z is in the pipeline. I think we all need to take lessons from that. And I would probably have been the same if I was in the room. If Scott Duxbury had come up to me and said, oh, by the way, we're looking at three or four players. This is what we're looking to do. I would have come away wanting to pass that information on. And unfortunately, the messenger has been shot. So... Yeah, just to clarify yeah. the point, I, I didn't mean to. No, and I didn't, mate. We, we've we, we've done all this. I appreciate that entirely. My only thing was the fact that to think that he's actually said one thing when, when he didn't, because we were like going, yeah, what? no, really? fair comment. I mean, you know, it was. Uh, I think it was John who, who used the phrase. You know, isn't that the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing and expecting different results. You know, it you know it was there and, and put across on the night. But hey ho. Anyway, it was what it was. Charlie, sir, I'll catch you yeah, very cheers. soon. Thank and you. again, if guys, if anybody wants to do something more proactive, Charlie, sit. And they're saying, "Look, use me as a lightning rod. I'll you'll be involved with that, and 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 have more of that conversation together." I appreciate that. Obviously, one evening after we've just gone out of the cup, disappointingly, obviously emotions will be running high. But in fairness to Ron, in fairness to Charlie, and in fairness to a lot of people. This isn't a reaction. This has been a position that they've taken for some time in the cold light of day, and now is obviously an- another opportunity to, to say their thing. Let's get to Paul Holly, sir. Mr. Paul Holly, how yeah, are you doing? Happy birthday, Pete. Oh, thank you very much. Very yeah, just, just quickly, your battery's running out. So just obviously, it if it's true about the investors pulling out, you've got to ask yourself, he's had 
three or four attempts in the last couple of years, if you've led to believe that there's been previous interest. So what is it that breaks down? Is it due diligence on the books? Is it this ridiculous sum of 120 to 150 million valuation, which I think is smoking something when you're not in the Premier League based on our fan base? You know, we're not pulling in 30,000 every week. So what is it in that process that's that's breaking down for potentially the third or fourth time? And my final point this evening is, do the better players in the squad and in the team suddenly get a bit downbeat when you go through a transfer window and they know that Bayo and Rayovic aren't good enough? So they're expecting another striker to come in or a fullback to come in or more cover to come in. Because if I was one of the better players in that team, I'd be desperate for better players to join in a window. And surely to them they go, there's no ambition here anymore. And suddenly you're, even if not on purpose, but mentally it affects your performance and you suddenly drop 10, 20, 30%. So based on your battery, that's all I really wanted to raise tonight, Pete. But I was loving the, the, the 20, 30% based on your battery. That's a very well, good phrase. Yeah. I like that very much. <laughs> Super stuff. Paul, Paul, sir, thank you very much indeed. I mean, the, the first of all, let's just say, obviously, that's the first time I've heard it from somebody else and I'd heard rumour, but I'd not seen anything beyond somebody having a conversation suggesting something. There's a couple of things that we have to think about if we're going to if we're gonna deal with the, the, the conversation seriously. One, we, we did a little bit of looking into the people who were looking at buying uh, and I described them as a kind of a shell. They were, they had not the most impressive, the, the people who were fronting this, not the most impressive credentials, shall we say. There was, they owned two clubs or had majority shares in two clubs. Uh, one is in Harare, which is in Zimbabwe from memory. And the other one is in Ljubljana, which is in Slovenia. Neither are necessarily your traditional hot of football, as we might think of them in terms of senior leagues and in terms of size, gravitas, revenue that you would expect to get from those from clubs in major leagues i would have no idea the scale of the operation of a club in harare and probably not that great an idea about something in ljubljana so there there could be a number of things if something has happened and there is no confirmation that is the case don't forget the club don't tend to talk about what is going on with this this was put out via the athletic it's not something that the club will necessarily comment on and as paul quite rightly said from what we know that they they've gone into conversations before in order to be able to have those conversations it's often a question about is it a good fit for them buying and also is it the right fit for obviously the financial side and obviously the valuation that was suggested being put on the club by by adam at the athletic was that it was somewhere between 150 and 200 million on that particular part but paul just mentioned 120 to 150 it all feels rather over overinflated doesn't it so we don't know but what we won't do is if we hear a rumor we try to corroborate that as much as we can we try and triangulate it before we turn around and go oh boy have we heard something as with emmanuel dennis where we had heard also that case we got it triangulated before literally two minutes before we started off the twitter space after the bristol city game i think it was away and even then i just wanted to make sure no i'm gonna tell you because everybody was waiting there's somebody coming in he's an attacking player and that was all we was prepared to do until we got it corroborated we don't want to start off silly whispering campaigns we want to keep it as, as real as we can tonight we have gone out disappointingly in a game that i think most people went well we're not really worried about this because there is the liverpool kind of thing that would come on yes it'd be a nice day out yes it might be a good kind of money side and therefore we put out a quite strong team albeit rotated the changes that then happened once we went down 2-0 the, uh, the three counties radio guys said uh, Jack Fatadze in their opinion had been the best outfield player I don't know if that's true or false those guys who've been there today will have their opinions on it but it will be uh, it, it, it's it would been it would have been making those substitutions with a view to Saturday I think we've all said and I think we all agree that the issue around the size of the squad the number of bodies in the squad and today we saw Kone and we saw Tem Deli Bashiru playing again because there weren't any other options literally to come in to those places i think that's an absolute issue and i think there's a reason to have 
a dialogue and a conversation. For example, it would be great for the club to turn around and say, right, we've done the transfer window. Let's do it at your place again. They did that last time, just after the, just after the start of the season. That would be great to have, have conversations and have dialogue. But also, obviously, if you want to be more proactive than that in terms of voicing your opinion, obviously, this is a platform for everybody. But if you want to go and be more proactive in that, you, you do so. It's your club. You do what you do. Let's get to some some of the comments. We I don't know if we've had a five-word uh, review post, but I'm just going to quickly get through as many of these as I can. I'm currently on 3%. This is great. There's a countdown here, Justin. This is the way we should do it. Countdown on radio shows. Who knew that word? Simon Parkin said, I'm sure there'll be criticism of Val, but this is more down to reckless debt situation having to be solved. We have a thin and weak squad because we have to balance the books. And of course, talking about FFP, and I'm not sure where we would be with with FFP these days, but just in terms of financial prudence, I said the other day, I would take prudence and solving that more than I will do in blurting something in the transfer window, as disappointed as I am about the size and strength of the squad. And I appreciate there's a that's a different size or the different side to the same coin. Louis Tashira said, rubbish game, two wins in 10 league and cup with one of those scraping past National League Chesterfield. Next game against the best side in championship history. Full time would Watford one Leicester City nil. Oh, that's what he's hoping for. Well, <coughs> Brian Edwards, absolute shit show. We supposedly train for each match, yet I have seen nothing to suggest that we change tactics. Louis also just said, just had to hold out for five more minutes in the first ga- in the first game. Yeah, I think a lot of people said that was our chance, our option. Uh, the F66, Steve, who spoke to us after the uh, Plymouth game, says, perspective, boys, there'll be uh, a lot more tears if Liverpool put seven or eight past Backman, which they would. There you go. I like. I must confess, I look at Liverpool and go, uh, I'm, I'm with Steve on this. I think uh, t- today wasn't the important thing. The important thing is for us to start getting uh, moving in the league. Whether or not this squad has got the depth to do that, you be the judge. Uh, Pete is absolutely spot on. Brilliant summary, he says. Oh, that means, yeah, that's Pete Fincham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's I agree with you completely, Brian. Um, at least I think I do, but I wasn't at the game. You were, so you're a good judge. Uh, um, <laughs> Alan Lathwell said, five-word reviews post. Um, I will find that if I get time and if my battery holds out. Dave Lavender said, awful. Couldn't pass. Players seem disinterested. Nothing in the final third. Three games and no sign of a scoring a goal. What excuse will VI give us for that performance? Dennis has got to start up front on Saturday. Unfortunately, what we see is what we've got until the end of the season. Hampshire Hornet says, been more of these sort of abject performances under under Val than there have been good. The whole state of the club is from top to bottom is very sorry indeed. Terry Wilkins says, Pete's done a backman and bailed. I didn't, my, the, the, the Twitter thing broke. Honestly, Terry, just go and find a chip shop. Carl Campion says, never see the point of taking academy players to first team games to experience City on the bench I do not agree disagree with you and I have been a youth coach if you are going to select uh, at least give them a run otherwise there is pointless exercise 3-0 down with 15 minutes to play all to gain for the young lad my question is and I know it sounds ridiculous but the actually taking them it, it does have a value because there's a whole kind of a rhythm and a familiarity and that's great but the value of stepping onto the pitch Oh, heaven, because this lad is is typically playing in the under-18s or in the under-21s. Going out and stepping out in front of a crowd is a really useful uh, experience to go through because you only get experience after you needed it. Taking him down there and giving that experience means the next time it's a little bit easier. Not a huge amount, but a little bit. Charlie, we heard just heard, said we need action now. Potso out and take your brown nose fans and blanket fans brigade with you. What for fans? Where are you? Oh, blimey. Char- Charlie having a Delia Smith moment there. Where are you, everybody? Carl Wilson says, replying to us, it's not a rebuild season. We can't rebuild with no investment. Gino is not putting any money into the club. He wants, he, he wants the club to make its own money, which is not going to happen. He also said, I feel we have hit the wall and the season is over. May get another two or four to two to four wins in the remaining matches. Nice one, Carl. Like that very much. There's Carl Wilson there. For once, not mentioning my arse, which is very pleasing. James, when is the next at your place that discusses the football side of things? Oh, James, well done. Sorry, I just jumped onto that before reading that. But you and I, sir, we are in exactly the same position. That would be a that would be a good thing to do to understand what is the right. You've got a manager in now. You said that was the only thing that was missing. That was what we were told. 
Parlacci, but and that they just couldn't get this right. What is the long term view? Because the last time we had that that at your place, it involved Ben Manga and, and uh, Cristiano Giretta, and now obviously we've got Nani. It's only reasonable to understand. Okay, what what does the future look like? It's a reasonable question. We don't have to ask it in a way that that right royally pisses anybody off. But on the other hand, if you want to do, you can do that as well. Pete, you were right. Gino has done great for six seasons, but now has been crap for five seasons. So I hate to say it, Uncle Ron has got a point. Carl Wilson, we can't even get Udinese scrap scrap players. I think you said crap players. That wouldn't have been right. Jesse Hornet on the way home on the coach. Proper shower of shit tonight. Slatan says, I'm surprised there was a phone in tonight because seriously, there are just no words to describe this club anymore. Yeah, yeah. with me falling down the stairs, I, I did think about it. Trust me. Carl's put a picture. There's, 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 there's Donald Trump chatting talking. I don't know what that is. Ron talking crap again, says Ashley. Now, this is the point. This is not a thing where we're not, as a supporter base, we are not like a compass. We do not just point all one way at a time. There are differences in in how we see, how we receive it, and then also how we outwardly transmit it again. So there we go. Uh, Watford Limericks was there, and he has said, there was no way of watching the game, a blessing perhaps, all the same. Magic of the cup, I've just been, and I've just given up. Even Rich Walker says we are lame. There you go. Gallon Hornet Matt says, time to go. Ron is on. How does anyone listen to his crap? Who is he? He's our, he asks, well, there you go. People have different opinions. Ant says, fuck Gino Pozzo, out of the club. What a waste of our window or getting players number in. Even half a million quid players, um, for fuck's sake. Val needs to start saying what he's thinking. He's got more to say. I think he says what he thinks 50%, but this is bullshit at the moment. Uh, and he also said, and Backman can fuck off too so save pies from hitting your face there, there you go there's a clown emoji on there there we are there we are there we are let's get to, there were some more in the second part of that which were brian edwards didn't backman lose his place in the scene through a head injury john parslow says too right peter the answer on palacci gino palacci gino were fair and revealing and yes i will sack a coach when i want to it's my club yes he did i also think a lot of directional stuff is playing out exactly as they said they said it would be a rebuild year is it maybe not uncle ron yes i wish i had known it was your birthday Peter. Happy birthday. Oh, that's very kind. Cheers, Ron. Ant says, can someone start a GoFund me for a supercharged cable for Pete? No, it's not that. I, the things like this, they, they go through a desk, so I then link that straight in so I can't put a power cable in. Stephen Atkinson says, sell Ryovic, play Backman at centre forward. He couldn't do any worse than present. Can we not do the abusive relationship thing? Could be triggering for some. Yes, Melanie, I get that, and that's why I, I, I apologise, because that's why I pushed on that. And if you saw what you said, we changed the dialogue a little bit uh, around that. Happy birthday. Thank you, Andrew. James, when is the next at your place that will cover football matters? Uh, sorry, he's put it on both of those. Thank you for that. It's my party and I'll cry if I want to. Happy birthday, Pete. Charlie, don't get why the fan base crying for Val to go. It's pathetic. Are we? Are people asking for him to go? I'm not. Uh, I hadn't seen that. Happy birthday, Pete. Thanks, Anne. And please go and read the comments from the last stream. There you go. Right. Now, I, I believe there may be some kind of, oh, there's a five-word review so we can get through these really quickly. How? What percent are we on? We're on one percent people when this cuts out it dies here we go alex fuck walford happy 30th pete oh god bless you joel isaac Halpin says get the corner flag out smitty can't wait till leicester saturday natasha right happy birthday pete thank you hope you had a fabulous time celebrating your special day yeah whatever i got a toaster a second one i'm protesting against the protesters says john carb says feel for those who went brian edwards no extra time thank god louis tashira happy birthday but thank you very much i'm not going to read any more happy birthdays but thank you very much everybody louis tashira should have won the original time that salient point home by eleven fifteen. bedtime says ben slater natasha says swerved anfield embarrassment leicester incoming outplayed outthought and outmuscled says brian edwards fortunately watch slow horses instead now that is a show and a half if you can get access to it it's got gary oldman and it's also got colin mace in series two as kenny the cab driver and he is as he is in all things bloody excellent willie eckers like hello ken did i not like that dave lavender more back passes than the england rugby team alan lathwell like the team cba good night can't be asked never mind says ryan cripps now let's focus on the league and pray for no injuries. Come on, you horns. Jim Cuthbert says, I look knackered second half. Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday. Yeah. Can't wait for Leicester Saturday. Thank you for his honor. Says Malk, Jason Brewer, squad more Fred Bear than my lacy thong. Jason, that's bordering on too much information. And uh, I'm just so glad you didn't send a GIF or indeed a photograph. Angela says, glad I didn't watch it. Yeah. Nick Lansing, glad there was no video. Mike Smart. Everyone, just chill your boots. Hornet Haikus, right, we're going to get this one in under 1%. Liverpudlians, we're not heading to Anfield. Rest easy tonight. 
That was good. I was able to do that in a relaxed and out-the-cup manner. Thank you, Hillary. We go again. Oh, wait, says Matthew Burns. James Smith, a waste of everyone's time. Never wanted Liverpool anyway, says Axel Vian Wright. Tony Bailey says the old Watford way again. Dunny, all part of Potso's plan. Asif Amin says terrible. And who cares? And that's when the battery ran out. Just to quickly say thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all the people who uh, get involved. Uh, obviously, we sprung this one up with no uh, with no notice at the front. And and uh, thank you, everybody who, who joined, everybody who participates, be it via the five words, be it via the long-form kind of comments that people make. And, of course, all of those people who call in, especially today, as I said, because a lot of people didn't get to visualise how the game had gone. A lot of people didn't understand some of the nuances that, uh, that fortunately, people Pete and Dickie were able to give us around the uh, the Backman uh, substitution and the injury before half-time. Hopefully that's of use to you. If not, fair enough. Um, we will be at the Leicester game and obviously we will have a Twitter spaces. There's also uh, some other nonsense that we put out that we recorded yesterday because we just thought, well... Let's just put it out, see what people think, see what people think. Uh, Carl, Justin and myself going through the transfer window, going through the uh, the one in 10, which is what what marks out of 10 would you give each of the Potso managers and, uh, and various other stuff, which included the Porridge sitcom, Flashing Blade and uh, a number of other old programmes. Because let's face it, we are nothing if not at heart other than old farts. You ons. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.